Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of More with Mark. Thank you so much for being here. On today's episode, we have Jonathan back with us. We love a staple, you know. And today we decided to talk about romance. Now, Jonathan is in a wonderful, gorgeous marriage with his husband, Michael. And I love their love. I was the co-officiant for their wedding. And we talk about that a little bit as long as Jonathan, you know, kept it in the edit. And um, I decided that, you know, I would like to talk about this kind of topic with Jonathan, not realizing how much actually needed to come out of my body. So it gets a little dramatic, not going to lie, it gets a little deep. But you know, sometimes conversations need to be had and sometimes things just need to be said. So um, yeah, so I hope that uh, if you do end up resonating with anything in this uh, episode that you just know that you're not alone and we will get through this together and there is somebody out there for us. I'm sure I'm sure of it. I mean, there are too many people on this earth who are not to me. So, um, yeah, so I hope that you enjoy this episode and here we go. What should you do when you don't know where to start? You should listen to More With Mark. Yeah. Alrighty. What a great time. Jonathan is back. We love an intro. What a day. Hello. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm so happy that you're back with us. What a fun time. I'm so happy these episodes are going so well. Oh my goodness. This is just a journey that I'm so happy to be going on with you, truly, because I don't know that I would do it with anyone else. Aww. Hey. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and yes, everybody, I did wait until we were recording to say that so that it counted. Um, <laughs> anyway, so today we are talking about romantic relationships mm. um the romance in our lives you know mm-hmm. what i mean like the people we talk to the people we have sex with all mm-hmm. the stuff so um <laughs> we're gonna be talking about stuff yeah okay so unless you're triggered by gay sex i think you should be fine but like <laughs> at the same time we're gonna be talking about stuff so just know that i'm wondering <laughs> have you ever been on a blind date have I ever been on a blind date? Uh, when I didn't know it was going to be a blind date, yes. What? But also, like, not like, not like a real blind date. So let me explain. So my friend Kristen, hi Kristen. Um, she, what at the time she was seeing somebody who went to SLU High School, <clears throat> St. Louis University High School. And uh, back in the day when we were in high school, the big fucking thing to do was to go to SLU to watch their football games and just be around people. And this was when I was like trying to um, be gay in uh, predominantly heterosexual (laughs) spaces. And uh, Kristen's boyfriend at the time knew this guy. I will not say his name, but um, he was gay and I was gay. And so they thought, you know what? Let's introduce him. So I did not really know that this was happening. I don't, I mean, she's, I think she might've said like it was like possible or something, but I had never met him before. I never talked to him before. He's in the theater. I'm in the theater, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, it, it was like, okay, this is, these are the only parameters that I have. You're gay and you're in the theater. Oh, it must be love. (laughs) Terrible. So anyway, so I get to the football game 
long story short, Kristen introduces me to this guy, and then her and her boyfriend at the time say, you know what, we're gonna go get it, we're just gonna take a walk. We're just gonna take a walk. Like, they're leaving me with this person. I have no idea who he is. And uh, they left my little fat ass sitting on the bleachers. And I was just sitting there talking to him. We established the theater, Joy. We established that we were both homosexuals. And that was about it. Um, and then we were sitting there, like, trying to make awkward conversation. He ended up, like... So we're in these bleachers, and they go kind of, like, far up, right? So... Um, you would technically have to like walk downstairs to get to like the track area, like where people are like the big line of traffic is, if you will, foot traffic. Um, and he looks down, <laughs> he looks down at this like group of people that's walking by. He waves down at somebody and he's like, Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause like he realized he, the story he told me was that he forgot that his friend was going to be there. And then he had to go hang out with them because he promised them that they would hang out at the game. And I was like, Well, if you forgot they were going to be there, then how did you make plans? But I, I'm not asking questions. So, uh, he then leaves. He's like, Yeah, I'll, I'll be right back though. I'll be, I'll be back. And he never came back. Never came back. Kristen then comes back and her boyfriend at the time. And she says, how did it go? And I was like, I'm literally alone. Like, I'm literally sitting here by myself. How do you think it went, Chris? You know, like, (laughs) what's going on? Um, So also, I've never called Kristen Chris. That was weird. Anyway, (laughs) but um, I was like, I'm going home. And so since I did, I was in high school and did not have any form of a driver's license at the time this had to have been freshman maybe sophomore year um they just kind of sat there looking at me and i was like well i'm gonna go and i walked home wow literally walked home from slew now this isn't like the furthest distance that anyone has ever walked you know but I was just annoyed. I was like, what the fuck? Mm. Like, uh. so uh, no, I'm fine. And he's married. So <laughs> oh. I guess every, everything worked out. Wait, were you attracted um, to him? I talked about him in my cabaret. <laughs> um, yes, I was attracted to him because he's tall. has really pretty blue eyes. Um, kind of like a dirty blonde hair color at the time. Not sure if that's changed. I can't remember. Um, and then he had a really strong nose. And I love a strong nose. Mm. Like, Why not? You know? Um, but I mean, also like I wasn't I, asking me, was I attracted to him now is much different than asking me if I was attracted to him then, mm-hmm. just because my, obviously my taste level has like changed, not better, worse, just it's changed. And, uh, my assessment of if I find someone attractive is much more in depth now than, oh my God, you're gay, mm-hmm. you know? So I like, yes, I found him to be cute, but like. You know, the the attraction wasn't mutual. So then there's no, you know, it's, it's whatever. It was so stupid. God, I could kill her. I love her so much. Um, What was your type? But I was, what's my type right now? What was your type? If you can remember. Oh, uh, anything with a penis. Oh, okay. Well, that narrows it down. I was really into, really into penises. No, I, (laughs) I don't, I mean, to be honest at that time, I really wasn't, uh, I hadn't had a lot of sexual um, uh, encounters at all. I didn't end up losing my virginity until I was 20. So, like, I wasn't, you know, 
there with, and you know, and with all the faculties about what I find attractive and everything. Um, I think if you were nice to me, then I thought that you were gay and you were interested. Mm. Like I thought that with a lot of like the straight guys that did theater at high school. Um, I thought that with just like, Pretty much anyone who was ever any guy that was nice to me, I was like, "Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> this they're they're into me," you know. Um, it was it was a lot. I mean, I just I I just really thought. I I guess I was more along the I don't want to say like the all American look, but like the Saint the all Saint Louis look, yeah. like the you know what I'm saying, like the guy. It's kind of like a mix between like someone that Avril Lavigne would have been interested in in Skater Boy. Um, and uh, like, and maybe an all-American kind of look, but like just, you know, my height or taller, thin, maybe some muscles, football player, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. just like someone who could also, like if someone was like an um, um, intimidating presence or like could be, you know, like just like a taller guy. Um, it took me a long time to like really figure out my type or what, who and or what I was interested in and what, you know, what caveats I had for that or what exceptions to the rules I had, you know, anything like that. It was, it wasn't really solidified for me until much later. And also funny story about Kristen is that she actually helped facilitate the first time that I ever hooked. Well, not the very first time I hooked up with somebody, but one of my first like public hookups anyway. What do you um, mean public hookups? <laughs> well, it was at the St. Louis Galleria and she worked at the movie. Th- <laughs> Look, she worked my, at the movie theater. Dropped. I know she worked at the movie theater and um, she worked with this guy and who in recent years I've actually reached out to because I do think that he's attractive and he has not responded. Oh. Um, so no, I'm fine. Uh, so he, uh, he was asking Kristen like all these questions, like, is he a, a pitcher or a catcher? And she was like, I think that means like, do you take or risk? <laughs> I was like, Kristen, oh stop asking me these questions. <laughs> I am not talking to you about this. I'm not doing it. Um, so I gave, I told him, or I told her to give him my number. He texted me. We ended up meeting at the Galleria. It was, I don't know if it was like the end of the night or if he had just like actually gotten off work. Um, but I met him at the Galleria. We took the elevator all the way up to the top floor of the parking garage and we got into his car and we basically just like blew each other, whatever. And that was it. Oh, wow. That's all it was. (laughs) And by blew each other, I mean, I blew him. But anyway, um, it was it was all fine. Um, Nothing crazy. But that was like my first like public, you know, like in in broad daylight, nothing no walls around us that was my first time doing that and that was wild and so great like it was he was i don't know the other thing about him at that time anyway was he i think he expected me to be more privy to how this goes or how this works Mm. you know kind of be more savvy in the public hookup way or just even hooking up period because um i remember him kind of having that look of like let me aren't you gonna do something you know, like, come on, you mm. know, was he um, older? Uh, maybe like a year or two. How old maybe. were you? Oh God. I was, cause I didn't lose my virginity until I was 20. So I had to be under 20, but like I probably 
17, mm, okay. 18, mm-hmm. yeah, somewhere in there. Um, it was wild. And also, just because my brain is going on a little journey, another moment where I had somebody look at me kind of like, you know, why, why would you expect anything else? I was at uh sleepaway camp. This was when I was very young, very young. I was, I had to be in under 12, probably. Away at sleepaway camp, which my mother sent me to, which I was pissed about. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go. Anyway, um, and no, this is not gonna be, oh, Mark hooked up with a counselor, oh, Mark had a romantic relationship. That's not what's happening. What ended up happening was that I went to the bathroom uh to go take a shower, because it was like a shower, a shared shower kind of situation. And I had never been, first of all, I'm not comfortable with my body. I would I can't like remember specifically, but I would not be surprised if I took a shower with clothes with clothes like on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember if I did, but it's very possible. And I remember one time walking into the shower and it was like a communal thing. And this guy was just like walking towards <laughs> just like towards me, but naked. Mm-hmm. I mean, but ass naked. And he had a towel and I like looked at him and like looked down, you know, to like, cause I was like, what is going on? And he was like, wait, you've never seen a naked guy before. And he like walked away. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what just happened, but something's happening. Um, it was, it was wild. So like those kind of like weird, you know, you want it to happen a certain way, but then it didn't happen a certain way kind of thing. Oh my God. I have so many stories. I can't even stop. Um, the first time I ever made out with somebody was this guy who another friend of mine introduced me to because she worked with him. And like we had like talked like on and off ish, you know, like through Facebook, I guess, because Instagram wasn't really a thing yet. Um we end up, I can't remember how this all ended up happening, but I had I know that I have been trying to hang out with him for a little while. And he randomly texted me. He was like, Hey, are you, are you available to like possibly come give me a ride home? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, why not? You know, nothing has to come from this. I don't think that anything's going to come from this, but I find you really cute. So like, yes, I will absolutely take you home. I, I, I like go over, I pick him up and he like gets in the car. He's like, Oh my God, thank you so much for picking me up. Thank you. Like just like a typical drunk person right and we get in the car we're driving and this was when i had the buick the buick saber like a 98 buick saber forest green color um and so it's a wide car so like if you are trying to reach over to somebody it's not just like it's like reach you know (laughs) so he is like laying he like literally has put the passenger seat down to lay back at this point and he's just like laying there with his head like looking towards the passenger side door i'm driving and all of a sudden like his uh, his left arm which is closest to me just like reaches over and starts like rubbing my leg and i was like i don't first i'm driving sir like i we i gotta concentrate um and he just like kind of kept doing that and i wasn't really sure what was happening i didn't I didn't feel like I was being assaulted or anything like that, but I just wasn't sure what was going on. And so then we get to uh, his neighborhood. He told me to park not super close to his uh, to his house because he lived with his parents, obviously. And I just remember, like, 
we parked he kept rubbing my leg and then he was like oh gosh like let's do this or whatever blah 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 so then he starts like kissing me and everything and then he tries to climb uh, i think he was i think he was trying to climb on top of me like over the front seat and i was like let me just come around to the other side of the car <laughs> so then i went around to the passenger side got it like kind of got in climbed on top of him and he went to close the door and he almost broke my ankle with how close with how hard he was oh closing my the door God. and my foot was not in the car oh yet. my god <laughs> oh my god so then he's like oh my god i am so <laughs> sorry i was like no, no no it's fine it's fine like wiping tears away because it really fucking hurt um but then, like, long story short with that, like, nothing ended up happening because he had drunk dick, and then I wasn't really into it. Like, I was just like, I mean, this isn't everything they thought it was. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, fuck, like, this isn't, this really isn't going to be that, huh? So mm. I really have to find this a different way or something like that. Like, it's, I don't know, it was a weird moment for me. So then anyway, so nothing happened. Um, he was like, yeah, 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 I'll call you. Never called me. Um... And now I don't even know what he's doing now. I haven't kept up. But uh, yeah, that was a wild time. Wow. I mean, just just a wild time. So if anyone's wondering why I've used applications more than friend recommendations, this is why. By the way. Jesus. What is your dating experience? Like, what are your dates? When did you start dating? All that kind of stuff. To answer your question, <laughs> what is my dating experience? Minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't honestly like really gone on dates because I started talking on phone apps. Uh, not sorry, phone like sex chat lines. Mm-hmm. Like I started talking to guys that way and on the internet. Not necessarily phones just yet, but like that's how I originally started talking to guys. So I didn't really the whole courting thing and like whatever the fuck is lost on me. Like Mm -hmm. I did not, did not do that. I would like to be courted. I think it would be very nice for someone to like slowly pursue me and like respect boundaries and show interest when, and you know, when pertinent information, but, um, but I, I don't know. I've gone on maybe I'll, I will give it a wild guess and say maybe 10 dates in my entire life. Um, and that is me being outrageously generous. Um, but yeah, I just, it, uh, oh golly, it's not, it's just not great. I mean, it's, none of them were super great. I, a couple of them I just went cause I was like, either my friend wanted me to meet this person and I knew that I wasn't going to like them, but I didn't want to be an asshole to my friend. Um, but I, also went on this random date with this guy who worked at, I think we both worked at the same, we either worked at the same hospital or we both worked for SSM. It was one of the two. And we ended up just going on this random date and like, fine. Like, okay. Oh. Like nothing happened. Like it wasn't. What do you mean nothing no one, happened? What happened? I just wasn't interested. Oh, I wasn't interested. He was not interesting. Wait, why did you wait? Um, how did you get to the date if you weren't interested? Because I'm a nice person. What happened? How did this come to be? <laughs> how did he find you? How did you end up 
going? I mean, it was through apps. It was like through either Grinder or Growler or Scruff mm-hmm. or Jacks or fucking what Scruff, whatever the fuck. All these dumb fucking things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was through one of those. Any dates I've gone on has been because of a dating app. Even if I already knew the person, because I knew somebody from high school, but he and I started we rekindled rekindled we started we started talking i'm gonna say started talking on i think it was like tinder or something one of those they had to swipe on um and that was wild and weird and we went on a date i I thought it went really well he was really really nice it was great to catch up with him you know this that the other and then he said that he would really like to go out again and i said yeah i would like that too and then um i didn't hear from him again and and then you know it's i just don't have a great dating history Mm -hmm. i really don't um i've never been in a serious relationship the only relationship that i can even try to claim was my very first boyfriend if you will that happened my junior year of high school he was a senior we were both in ycm together um and we're great friends now like there's no bad blood at all we are we've gone on trips together he's lovely um but he and i dated for all of two weeks and then uh he broke it off and i was devastated i was literally like in the back room of my house of my mom's house turning up the uh the radio because at the time that kind of i guess it was a country song but it it ventured over into the pop charts of um uh, the song here's to the liars and the cheaters and the cold mistreaters mm-hmm. so the mama's boys you can't take a stand i was just like screaming that song like eating ben and jerry's yes <laughs> what you're just... supposed to do what l woods taught us to do exactly l woods <laughs> like god damn it jennifer gardner mm-hmm. anyone who's ever been in a rom-com um <laughs> just anyway it was a lot so i you know that didn't go too well for me, but that's the only relationship that I can even claim because mm-hmm. he agreed. <laughs> you know, oh, like, we went on a date to Shakespeare in the Park. It was a great date. Um, I took Kristen with me and he brought his friend who is a flaming homosexual and we knew that he was gay, but he was not out yet. So I, we respected, mm-hmm. not my business. We respected that. Brought Kristen, you know, brought him and we had a great time. Um, but other than that, have never been in a serious relationship except for the wonderful story that I talked about on like one of the first episodes of this podcast, which you are very familiar with, mm-hmm. which is the catfish story. So like the whole catfish thing, I was catfished for six years. So it's weird to say that I've never been in a serious relationship. It makes it seem like I've just been avoiding it or I haven't been open to it or anything like that. But really what was happening was that I was being lied to for six years and I just, yeah, mm. that's, that's a whole complicated thing, but no, I've never really been in a serious relationship and my dating history is not vast just because with the age of hookups and talking to people on applications and internet sites and sex chat lines and blah, 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 there's just no room for like serious let's be together. Yeah. 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 Kind of dating. And I don't, I haven't experienced that also because the guys just aren't for some reason into bigger guys. And I've always been a bigger guy. 
I have not been this big as I am now my whole life, though. So, like, looking back at other photos, I'm like, Jesus, Mark, like, get out there. Like, stop. Um, but, I mean, regardless, you know, and that might just be a, a personal perception. I'm open to that idea. But the proof is in the pudding. I'm mm. not in a relationship. <laughs> These guys have shown me nothing but disdain. Um, and... I or you know that I'm only good for a fuck or you know something along those lines. So <sighs> just haven't mm. made it to that point yet. I have not checked off that benchmark. So mm. that's my very long answer for your question. <laughs> well, I <laughs> what is your relationship with the apps now? Well, I still have them. So that's well, good. How about this? When <laughs> the apps came out what were you like on them versus now? Like, how did you interact with them and how has it changed over the years? Um, I mean, I don't, sadly, I don't know that it's like, well, no, it, I mean, it's changed. It has changed. Cause like when I was first on the apps, I wasn't really sure as to how to talk to people, etc. And, but there's always that like kind of hint of, Oh, I don't know what to do you know, when approaching somebody who might not be outwardly interested in me, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like they're not quote unquote a chaser or they're not, you know, whatever. Um, so I don't know. I mean, my approach to it has changed in the sense that I know when people are not interested in me, I know when people are lying to me, I know when people mm -hmm. are just, you know, whatever fake profiles, bots, etc. I know when that's happening as opposed to, you know, back then when I was like, hmm, what is this? I don't know why they're saying this. Um, so yeah, so I know, I mean, uh, mm, I don't know. Again, I feel like you hate this topic so much. <laughs> no, I don't hate this topic at all. Mm. I mean, I'm just, I'm tired of not being in a relationship. Mm. I'm tired of talking to these guys when no one seems to want to give me the time of day, but I'm trying to just genuinely make conversation with people and they keep turning me down or they mm -hmm. keep saying, um, because of X, Y, and Z, I'm not interested in you or Ugh. I'm just, I'm just fucking over it. I'm over it because I am good enough to be loved by somebody and I'm good enough to be in a relationship. I'm worthy of this and I'm not owed anything, but I deserve to be able to talk to people and for them to give me the same kind of respect that I'm giving them mm -hmm. and saying, hi, how are you? And then not just immediately blocking me or not saying, oh, no, you're too fat or not saying, you know, whatever, just all these terrible things. And or you're not fat enough. That has happened. That's not great. Um, it's awful. I just. Oh, my gosh. So much of it comes back to body. I feel like that yeah. might be. Um, I think that's a white gay thing. Sure. I think so, because I mean, obviously, I've also had you know that the my body be part of the conversation um mm -hmm. but not in the way that i feel like my white gay friends do like there's so there's such an emphasis on are you an uh what are you a jock a twink an otter whatever and then mm -hmm. for black gays it's like well you're ebony so pff, whatever or right. you're just straight up don't have a body you're a, a bbc and i'm just right. gonna use you like a dildo and then say the n-word and move on with my little racist life like it's just right. that so i feel like that's such a 
a cultural thing that I like whenever you talk about it, because we talk about this, um, Mm -hmm. I'm I have a hard time coming around to it being that because it's just not my experience. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's, it's happening. Yeah. Well, and, and everything that's happening to you is not happening to me either. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't I don't know. It's just it's just weird. It's just like so much is like so much worth and so much um acceptance and all that shit is placed in the space of, you know, do you fit a physical benchmark that I need? Yeah. Or that I appreciate, that I like, that whatever, you know, and people evolve language evolves all that stuff and we can describe things better and say well i like this i like that i like this i like that but people are the things that are not evolving mm. <laughs> and that's the part that sucks because and it's also just being fostered by these applications as much as grinder wants to come out with like fun little videos <laughs> or like ads about oh we're so inclusive we're this that and the other blah 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 um but then you create a fucking group of older gay men and call them old gays oh my gosh yeah old gays <laughs> is that gr- i thought that was They're- buzzfeed or maybe it was grinder for buzzfeed i don't know I don't know, no, but, but I get regardless, it. <laughs> it's just, they're adorable. They are the cutest, I swear. <laughs> they are so sweet, and they are just adorable to watch. They're so great. And it's also so amazing to hear their stories. But a fucking phrase like old gays? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Jesus. Also, none of them are fat. Oh no! Hello. Never have been right. Like I saw a video where no they were gay fat people. <laughs> they were showing off um, their pictures of their younger selves in some video, mm-hmm. and they were. I saw that they like were models or whatever, like muscle men. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's how they found them. They've probably been flexing right. for years. <laughs> right. Hmm. It's just wild to me. I mean, also because like the um, the new reboot of Queer's Folk is coming out. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I. I Who's in it? Pretty question. Yeah. A lot of people. I know um, Johnny Sibili is. Oh my gosh. Um, you know I say Johnny Silly Billy. I don't know who the fuck is. Silly Billy. We love Johnny Silly Billy. <laughs> yes. um, he, I mean, he's great. Very happy for him. And the representation that is in the show is great. Mm-hmm. There are just no fat people. Mm. There are no fat people. Yeah. I am so happy for the diversity that is being portrayed in this show 100 i'm pretty sure that there i there might even be um uh, d- a, a disabled person in the show as well i think i can't prove that but i think so like there's a wide gamut of either like ethnicities or abledness or you know whatever yeah. being displayed and honored and represented but i mean we'll see how the writing goes but i mean let's all calm down but you know um but there's no fucking fat people. And it's just, oh, it is so exhausting. Mm. Just trying to find parts of civilization that I feel accepted by, much less if, you know, if they want to actually have sex too. Mm-hmm. You know, or if they want to build a life together, if they actually want to do this and the other thing. And, while yes, I've been like focused on work and musical theater and stuff and trying to like make my way through my career and like try to 
have fun doing it. Um, I would like to be able to share those moments with somebody. Like, that would be nice. Yeah. That's not my mother. You know what I mean? Like, because God loved my mom, but she, I, I know, you know, like I need, like I need that close connection with the one person who I can always come to for anything. Yeah. And I want that. I want that so badly. I am so, when you, so I was on tour and Jonathan called me um, to ask me to co-officiate his wedding. And when that happened, I was flabbergasted because I am so happy for you. And I am just beyond thankful that like your example is being shown to everyone and like, and that I was able to experience your example for what true love is and all of this stuff and how it can come in so many different shapes and forms and situations, scenarios, what have you. And I am so thankful for that. And when I was asked to go officiate the wedding, it was an obvious yes. Like, duh, obviously who else? (laughs) So I just was so excited to do it and everything, but I cannot tell you how much I want that for myself. I can't tell you how much I want it. And it, but it almost the other side of this, because this is what I do. The other side of this is like, if I'm so desperate for it, like it just seems like I'm hunting for it and that's not going to help anything Hmm. in my mind. I don't know. Um, I do think that the, the, you know, people say when you, when you stop looking, that's when you find it, whatever. Exactly. Um, and that was somewhat true in my dating experience. Um, mm-hmm. You mind if I take you back a little bit? Um, Go for it. I did not date anybody in high school. I was essentially, I felt like um, a non-sexual being, mostly because of yeah. body body image stuff and what I had gleaned from the gay community. I was like, oh, great. I'm never going to do that. I guess I'll wait until I'm 40 and I want to rub bellies with someone. <laughs> and like, oh, like, Jesus, I, save whatever. me. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I, I went on through life just like, I guess, in being somewhat of a incorrigible flirt just because I'm social enough, you know, to be flirty with people if I feel comfortable enough. Um, but sure. I remember the first time that I felt uh, desired was a crazy it was like a mind fuck because I was hanging out with this guy. Um, and I say he's my first boyfriend, but we never, you know, made it official. But for the lack of term, I just say boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. But we would be hanging out and it slowly became more obvious to everyone except for me that he was interested. And oh. then we started. I forget exactly how we even broke through that friendship barrier into uh, a romantic and sexual relationship. But it happened. And about the body thing, which was crazy to me. I was so insecure. This was also the person who I lost my virginity with. And Mm. um, I was so insecure about my body. And he like stopped me while we were hooking up or getting ready to hook up. He was like, "Um, you know, I can see you, right? And I like you. And I was like, oh. Oops, because I kept trying to like hide, you know, I was like, don't like I'm not taking off my shirt. I don't want to, you know, all this stuff. He was like, um, I picked you already. I know what you look like. And I was just like, wow, this is this is a lot because I didn't expect any of that, you know, and I think that changed 
how I understand this fat phobia shit in, in the world. I was like, you know, uh-huh. it's not everybody. I know it's not everybody. I know it's not. I'm evidence of that, right. you know? Mm. Yeah, that's that's wild. I have not had... Oh, I, I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like for someone to look at me and be like, no, like, you know, I... You're fine. Like, I... I see you or, you know, but don't whatever. they though? Sounds... You are sexually active. So mm-hmm. what about these partners? What, what is not there? Uh, the singleness of it all, because I get a lot of guys that are either on the down low mm. or They're guys open. that are in open relationships. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just, because I've I told somebody this and they thought that I was completely lying, but I've been with more quote unquote straight men than I have with gay men. I believe that, which is yeah, it's not wild when you actually think about it, but yeah. like some people just don't believe it. Um, I I don't know. I I talk to them. Obviously, they're interested in something. What that is, I have no idea <laughs> because, and I don't say I'm not saying that like I don't see my attractiveness because I know that like. I'm not ugly, you know, like I'm, but like, that's my benchmark It's like, I'm not ugly. Great work. I just, I don't know. It's so, oh God, it is. It's just so like weighted for me. All of this mm-hmm. It's just like, why can I like, what is, what is wrong with me? There's this, um, this queer artist, his name is, uh, Z machine, Z E E machine. Um, there's a song called uh, that he did with somebody called Better Off. And um, there's a lyric in there that said, when did it get so easy to leave me? And mm. I was like, whoa, mm. like that was that was a lot because I was like, I it's not even that like people are even trying to be with me regardless, you know, but like when did it get so easy to just, you know, discard me or like when did it get so easy to just not have any interest you know Mm. and it's like fuck like why are all these people having a common denominator and the denominator is not liking me like that's what i'm i don't know or the fact that like i was that someone felt the comfort slash ability slash um how can I put this? I don't even know. Like just the ability that they felt comfortable enough to lie to me for six years mm-hmm. and knew that they would get away with it. Like what is wrong with you? Um or like another guy that I've like another fuck buddy um who I started getting feelings for and he did not reciprocate. And at one point, he, uh, when we were talking, this it's Jeff, the guy that I talked about in one of the episodes. But um Oh, you want at fucked. one point. Yes, mm-hmm. you want fucked, exactly. Um, and he I'm so happy you're a fan of the pod. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so um, no, but at one point, uh I texted him, you know, about coming over, or whatever. Blah blah blah. He ended up saying, Well, listen, I'm stopping everything to have sex with you, so you'll take what you can get. And I think a lot of guys, unfortunately, see someone who is either in a societal way or you know, in a in a personal viewpoint way, less than them. Um, kind of in that sense of like, listen, I'm coming over, 
so you should be really happy you mm, know? like lucky like you. we're getting yeah mm. yeah very lucky me very much that um and it's not great i mean it does not feel good in the slightest it makes me feel like an entire bag of garbage um and it's uh, i don't know and i think that's I don't know. I think that's why I've like made some, you know, recent decisions in the last couple of years with how I'm expressing myself um, so that I can have some kind of control over it and be able to say like, yes, this is exactly who I am mm-hmm. and I am OK with that. And if you're not, fuck you. But mm-hmm. I know that there are some people out there that are and it's taken getting more people across different social networks to say like, Oh no, like you're super hot or you're super attractive or you're super funny or you're super this, whatever to make me feel okay with being a sexual being or something along those lines. And that's fine. But then I start to catch feelings for them because again, if you're tall, you're handsome and you're nice to me, I think that you want the ring, Mm. you know? So it, Mm. it's just a lot it's just a lot um so yeah that's i feel like i've been all around the world and still have not answered your question but that's where i'm at anyway it's okay it's it's just a lot i think yeah clearly it's it this is a difficult conversation just because you have a lot of feelings tied to it and there are a lot Mm. of feelings tied to romance and love and dating and acceptance and confidence and body image and all the things that you know come with this and then add on top of it being gay add on top of it just the population numbers you know it's like we have 15 gays like we all know everybody's business right it's yeah it's you're not wrong for feeling a little frustrated or emotional about it you know? Yeah. 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 It's hard to give myself the, um, the leeway of that. Like, cause I understand that like feelings are valid and all that stuff. Um, but just to be able to like be okay with saying that I am upset by this or that, and not feel like I'm complaining, not feel like I'm whining, not feel like I'm just, you know, hit it like, bashing the point over and over and over you know um or just saying or pitying myself because i don't want to pity myself that's gross like Mm. i don't want that um but it's uh, oh it's it's a lot it's Mm. it's just a lot i mean that's the only way i can really put it um it's it's too much to to try to like express to somebody and I'm so tired of feeling the need to express it because people still for some fucking reason don't understand that you know this is still a very serious problem that like um body image and fat phobia and all that shit is prevalent and very much alive and well in the gay community mm-hmm. um but also I mean it's it's also in her um uh Oh shit, I can't think of the word I was going to say. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
it's just it's a lot yeah it's just it's a lot yeah, yeah. What about good experiences that you've had um, with romance, even if it didn't end up where you wanted it to be? What are the sweet spots in dating or sex or talking, whatever, that shows you that this is someone that you want to pursue? Sure. So I had I, I hooked up with this guy. I guess it must have been over a month ago now, but um, he was visiting. He's in an open relationship, so whatever. But um, it was the first time that, like, during sex, we, like, we legitimately, like, cuddled. Mm-hmm. And when I say cuddled, I mean, like, we were, like, koala bears, mm-hmm. just, like, hugging each other all all in each other, you know? Just being really, really, really affectionate. And I live for that. That is, like, that was a game changer. I was really... I felt super safe. I felt valid. I felt, you know, wanted all the stuff. I didn't, and I didn't feel fetishized. I felt, you know, like he was genuinely interested in what I was giving or what I was bringing to the table. Um, so that was a nice moment. Um, and I don't want to just kind of belabor the point, but I don't know that I can count many more on one hand of how many of those moments have happened, you Mm. know? Um, there have been like nice moments and I'm not saying I've only hooked up with assholes, but like not all of them have been saints and not all of them have been not, um, of a fetishized kind of mindset. Um, did they start off that way or did they turn out to be that way? No, it just kind of turned out to be that way. Mm. It just kind of was like, Oh yeah, I really want to, I really want a bigger guy to, to be with, I just want to experience it, or I just want to, um, or I just want to try it out, or you know, mm-hmm. I'm just it just feels like I'm one big experiment for people, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like I'm one big, you know, let's let's just try it and be done, one and done kind of thing, and that's the most like disheartening part of it. Now, I will say that I've you know, how do the guys I've talked to, you know, over however long, whatever I was, I was talking to this guy from Wisconsin. He's super sweet. We've kind of lost contact because I think we're both just like really busy at the moment and all this stuff we've talked about, you know, meeting up like in the middle or something like that, blah, blah, blah. But I I don't know that it's going to happen. I don't want to say it's not, but I just, I don't know that it will. And, um, there have been, you know, little lights in some kind of tunnel like that, where the guys have been nice enough, you know, mm-hmm. or some, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just all very strange when you feel like you should be thankful for someone showing any kind of interest. Like this is like, this is a, a special occasion. Like mm-hmm. this is not going to ever be the norm. So take stock while you can. Um, that does, that never feels good. It never feels good because it's so, cause that even makes it more fleeting and also more, you know, desperate of like, oh gosh, I hope that this lasts for however long, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's wild. I also didn't realize that I was like in such a moment with this. I really did not realize that, but, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like I keep saying that cause I just, I don't know what to do anymore. 
I don't know how to get people, get guys to want to be with me, want to see me more as just a friend, more than just a friend, um, want to see me in a romantic way, not only a sexual way, or for guys to want to see me in a sexual way, because some guys just aren't turned on, turned on by all this, you know, but... At the same time, like, sometimes I'm not either. (laughs) And that was a big thing that I had to realize. Um, One thing kind of going forward in my life is I have to realize that I am not my type. I am, like, I, no, I can be, like, I can feel good about myself, but I don't know that I would necessarily, if I was on the other side of it, you know, come up to myself at a bar and say, yes, I'm physically interested in you. Mm. And that's... Inter- that that's obviously internalized like fat phobia probably that's internalized i don't know about homophobia but it's just toxic well i don't know if toxic masculinity anyway it's just a lot of stuff internally that i have to get over because i don't know that i necessarily need to desire myself in order for someone else to desire me i don't think i do but like i don't know it's just all these like unknowns and I've heard there's um, I've been listening to this podcast uh, for a while now. Um, it's called stages and it's with uh, Stephanie J block, who is a Broadway actress. She won the Tony for playing share. Um, and she, I mean, she's incredible. I've done a masterclass with her. She's absolutely amazing. Um, but one question that she always asks her guest is like, what if you could have a, an answer to one question, what would it be? And as of right now, my answer to that is what do I need to do in order for, ooh, in order for someone to love me, in order for someone to find me worthy or find me um, deserving of their love? Like, what do I need to do? Because I will absolutely do it. <laughs> I will make it happen. I will happily. I'm not saying I'm going to like, you know, do drastic changes and all that shit. I don't necessarily need to change who I am. But like, what, like, what, what is, what part is not, is not clicking? Where mm-hmm. is the synapse not firing? You know, I just, I don't know what to do. I just genuinely don't know what to do. And all these people around me are getting married. They're finding they're, you know, they're uh, adopting dogs together. They're adopting babies. They're buying houses. They're checking off all of these benchmarks. And I'm like, well, I moved to an apartment. So that's cool. You know, it's just, I. uh. Mm. Yeah, it seems like I'm having a very big pity party for myself. I don't love that, but it doesn't sound like a pity party. I think it's just (sighs) reacting to stuff that's happened. You know, yeah, we're talking about romance. And if that's your experience, it's your experience. You know, that will bring these feelings up. I get it. Yeah, it's a lot. But um, well, say that you're potential suitor listens to an episode of of your podcast what mm-hmm. what would you say that you bring to the table in a relationship or do you think that you're ready to date i guess those are two different questions but i mean yeah i think i'm ready to date i think that they also 
the thing that like needs to be obvious and you know, I just have to be upfront about and I have to say like, this is what it is. I obviously travel for work if need be. And I would hope that they would be willing to come like, you know, maybe travel to see a show or um, they would be okay with me being gone for, you know, months at a time, possibly. Um, It's not always months, but you know, just that's where I'm at. And I, I would love for my partner to be able to, have the same kind of bobbing in the water, going with the flow kind of attitude. Um, because I absolutely bring that you can throw anything at me and it is okay. Let's, let's figure it out. Yeah. You know, it, I'm not one to push back. I'm not one to, um, I'm not one to be disrespected, but I'm not one to like, you know, push back and be like, no universe. I don't want this gift, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, I just, I don't know. I think I'm, I, I don't know. Cause the other part of this is that I don't, I don't want to come off haughty, but I don't want to self-deprecate either. So I think that I'm like able to be there for somebody. I'm always helpful when I can be, you know, if somebody needs something, I'm always happy to do as much as I can to help them get through the situation, knowing that it is their situation to get through, but I'm happy to help, you know, help them figure it out, help them to do whatever. Um, I don't know, but I'm also not always the most perceptive person either. Like if you're interested, I need you to use your words mm-hmm. and say that you're interested. Yeah. I, I need an upfront person. Yeah. I will say that. Like, I need you to tell me that you have some kind of attraction or something to me. And then we can go from there. I'm not going to be Harriet the spy trying to figure out if someone is interested in me that I won't do. Yeah. Cause if you can't be upfront about that, then what else can you not be upfront about? Yeah. That's true. You know what I mean, that's true. I'm not one to be quiet about my attraction though. I mean, I'm not like aggressive about it, but I will say like, Hey, you know, I, just wanted to like let you know I really find you very handsome or you know you seem like a really nice guy I think it'd be really fun to like hang out see where it goes mm-hmm. etc and I'm going to tell you that I'm interested this like life is too short hello anyway so I yeah that's did I I think I answered the question that yeah mm. God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I really am just like so exhausted by this. Like truly, I'm just so over it. And I don't know how to fix it. I don't know if there's really anything to be fixed, but apparently something's wrong. You know, because then the other thing on an episode of Trixie and Katya on um, uh, um they talked about um, roommates and stuff and they talked about how people always said oh my god I had the worst roommate ever or something and then they said no bitch you were the you were the bad roommate mm. it was you <laughs> you were unaware of what's going on so in this situation I'm sitting here wondering god am I the bad roommate am I the person because I am the common denominator in all of this am I the one that's like not taking a hint not aware of how to do x y and z Am I just like doing something that is innately like turning people away? 
you know, it's uh, so annoying. I, cause I cannot be objective about this. I cannot look at myself from the outside in on this. I can't see it. Yeah. I, there are situations where I can look at myself and be like, that was a dumb thing to do. That was shit. That was a really good idea. Good going there. But on this certain topic, I cannot look at it from the outside in. And I don't know why. Well, I don't think that love is mechanical enough to be able to like put your finger on something and identify it that way. Like, I think it's it, there's there's magic and there's mysticism. Like it is it is beyond us to be able to understand why we're even attracted to certain types. We can we can name the things that we're attracted to, but we don't know why necessarily. You know, it just happens. And same yeah. for love. It's like, I don't know why this works or doesn't work. And that's just one of the mysteries of life. That's why there's so many songs about it. Longing. Etc. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. That's just, uh, yeah, it's just a lot to like, just kind of carry around, you know, and just like kind of have it weighing you down in more ways than are, um, than are visible, Mm -hmm. you know, but still feel just as heavy as like a full fucking bag of rocks on your back. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's wild. It's a whole thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want so badly for you to, to experience love, but I do think it does start with you, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it really does. Cause then if you can be yourself, cause I, on it, I was thinking about my own experiences And it's Mm -hmm. always been better if I just started with the most myself I can be, you know, it always is better when I'm just, this is just it. (laughs) Like This is it. And it's developing, but this is where we are right now. And we got to roll with it. It's kind of like when we talked before about, um, my first day at high school, my orientation Mm -hmm. and kind of making the decision that the worst that can happen is no, it's like, well, this is all I have to present. So it's either an A or an F, um, what you thinking. And it's, and again, there's no like mechanic to it. It's not like at the stroke of midnight after I eat the frog leg and whatever, it's like, there's no, there is no way to, to calculate that stuff. It's just, I do think it's important to start inward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And it's hard to like know where to, where to start with that, with like the inward stuff. Cause like I, because I obviously the, the reason why I started the podcast, I overthink everything. So when I say I am not my type, then why, why should I be somebody else's? you know that kind of thing or Mm. is it let me interject real quick though because i think that there's something sick about boyfriend twins i think there's something so narcissistic and nasty about people who are basically trying to fuck themselves i just i I, don't love that yeah yeah, i worry about those people so good point absolutely i mean it's just it's more 
it's more along the lines of like, why would somebody else want to find me attractive or how would somebody else find me? Attra- that's, that's the road I go on. I'm not, cause I'm not trying to fuck myself. My God, I am a lot, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of, I think it also is just like a lot of, um, people telling me like, kind of like so-and-so from blah, blah, um, that told me that I was too theatrical or that I was too much or that I was too this or that. Like that has been throughout my life, just across the board. So I always try to kind of put my light under a bushel a little bit so that people can withstand me or something, because I feel like I'm this, you know, meteor that's like coming towards them and like, they can't push it away. So you gotta kind of just deal with it. Um, I don't know that that part also is like not great because I don't there's no reason why I should have to stand there and and make myself smaller so that someone can digest me. You know, there's no reason why that should have to happen. However, with all of these examples of people telling me the same thing, you just start to believe it, you know, Mm. start to kind of go through that and you internalize it and then that's like that's the gospel truth you know um it's just it's a lot it's just a lot i don't know it's a lot but i am i but i do mean this with all like the most sincerity and the most like genuineness and truthfulness i can muster i am in love with you and michael and with you and your Mm. love I love that so much and I love how long you guys have been together and I love the life that you've built and that you are continuing to build and you will continue to build and all the ways that you're able to navigate just any of the hurdles that have come your way, regardless of if it was from an outside source, if it was from y'all, you know, whatever, all the things that we don't even know about because it's not my business, you know, (laughs) it's like all the things that you guys have probably navigated just together. I mean, and y'all are, you know, from, from where I'm sitting, happy as a clam, you know, I love him very much. (laughs) I I love him very much. And there's, it's so interesting um, because we've had this conversation a bunch that we grew up just kind of assuming that there would be nothing, you know, and that there's no one, for us because of society you know making it so or Mm -hmm. because of the things that we've absorbed and started to believe about ourselves and things like that but i live as evidence that that's not true that's just not true right i do wonder um what are you looking for in a partner like big dick Say that tomorrow you're approached by, <laughs> say that tomorrow you're approached by somebody and they're like, I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. What do you need from me? Um, I, just honesty, um, a, a willingness to just kind of go with the flow, be able to bob and weave together. Um, just a, a place that I can like 
be honest about a myriad of things and be able to be that person for each other where we can call each other and be like, hi, I have to say words. You need to listen. And I just need them to get off my off my chest and I don't need any response. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Cause sometimes you just need that person, you know? Um, and I've absolutely found that in you. We've done that a bajillion times of just calling me like, hi, don't talk. I just need to say words <laughs> right. and be done with it. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I also don't want it to be, I think that I'm also afraid of like the whole cordiness of it all. So like, because one of my like initial thoughts when you asked me that was like, I just, what do I need from you? I just need you to be here and I just need you to like love me and I need you to accept the love that I am going to give you. And I don't want a lot of judgment. I just want to be able to explore things with you. I want you to keep me honest. I would love to keep you honest, you know, because everything that I want from somebody, I'm ready to give them. Does that make sense? I'm not sitting here saying like, well, you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to do that. And I'm going to sit back and watch. That's not what's going to happen because I need it to be 50, 50. I need it to be both of us. It's a two way street, you know? Um, and when you don't want to hear from me, I need you to tell me, <laughs> I need, I just need you to like, be honest. Cause I'm going to tell you girl, like I am not, I love you so much. I can't talk right now. Mm-hmm. You know, communication, like, I just needs communication. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, just like, you know, a nice like credit score. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm just being a little silly, but I just, it's hard. It's also hard to like really kind of, um, to verbalize it and like actually say what I think I need when I haven't been able to experience a lot of what I don't want. Like I, I have experienced just like rude people Mm -hmm. and like, no, I don't want a rude person in my life. Um, I've experienced a lot of lying and I don't want a liar. Um, I mean, I've experienced, you know, a a lot of stuff, but it hasn't necessarily been like relationship based. It's been like weird land of hookup based and, you know, as much as they're not different in the players in the game, right. Um, I think that there's still, you know, different worlds that need to be navigated, somewhat differently because i don't necessarily think i would just like talk to a guy i was going to hook up with you know (laughs) just be as i would not want my partner to be as short with me as some people are on these applications Mm -hmm. like i don't want my partner texting me saying sup or like or like one word answers or you know i just want to fuck or i just or this stuff the other you're going to take what you can get i don't want that yeah at all yeah. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Not for one day. Um, but yeah, I mean, the most that I would want from, well, not the most, but the the base of what I want is just really great communication. Just strong communication where we can just be honest with no judgment and not, and I don't want to be afraid to say something to my partner that I think might hurt their feelings or something like that. I need to be able to tell you something and we need to be able to talk about it. I'm not going to be a dick just to be a dick, but I'm going to tell you what I think. Unless you tell me not to tell you what I think and I won't. Mm. 
I'll step back. Listen, if you are not able to receive the information that you think I'm going to give you, tell me. And I won't give it to you. Yeah. I think there's also a way to communicate all things. All things. You know, there's a way to deliver yeah. the information in a way uh, that works for whoever is receiving it. Um, right. I was going to ask, though, about apps. Like, so we've kind of talked about how it's used for sex and these relationships are kind of unfulfilling. Um, if you go, if you're using an app, cause that's, that's the way that people are meeting is apps. If you use an app to seek romantic relationships, how does that work? Or have you not done that yet? Or you have no plans I, to? I mean, I've just, I've used apps to seek any kind of relationship, mm. any kind. So friends with benefits, uh, long-term relationships. I've tried to find somebody that I would be able to start that with. I mean, the thing it all comes down to is just navigating all of the people that are not a match <laughs> and kind of weeding that out. But like, it's just, it's hard. I mean, I don't know that there's necessarily, I think the problem is that with my issue is that the, the um the difference between the two approaches hasn't been super duper you know dictated for me just because of the fact that it's been all of these men that i've talked to on these applications or platforms where sex was the goal yeah you know um now i've you know tried your little websites like okcupid and hinge and you know these things that are like question space so you can like really get to know somebody before swiping right or something along those lines but at the same time people are still people and they still want to have sex and Mm -hmm. all the things so i don't know i think another way for me to meet people is to meet people through other people but i don't know that people know people to introduce me to because of my age bracket because people my age aren't I mean, again, and people that are younger than me are getting, you know, into these serious relationships and they're already taken. And, you know, it's just it's the stupid trope of like, well, they're either gay or they're taken, you know, kind of thing (laughs) that like women always say. And it's just uh, it's just it's a lot. So to answer your question, I mean, it's just it's a it's it's becoming more and more of a crapshoot than anything. Just kind of go in and you hope for the best. But I don't know anyone that's looking for a relationship that's just hoping for the best. I think that they want the best or that they want the they want the perfect situation. And that's I mean, yes, that's unrealistic because nothing will be perfect, but uh, I don't know. It's just a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole hour and fifteen minute thing. <laughs> It's a lot. <sighs> well, on that wonderful note that we have ended on, I appreciate you being here. Thank I, you for thank you for helping me, me facilitate a space that I can voice these problems with when I don't have the the verbiage or the the segues to help kind of figure this out, um, or the therapist to help figure this out. Um, Again, I love you so much. So happy that we're together. All the stuff. Um, but yeah, I just love you. Thank you so much for doing this with me again. I, I love you it. too. And I'm I'm glad that you shared this. 
And I know it's not necessarily how you wanted to share it, but I Mm -hmm. do know that you're not the only person who feels these feelings. So I think that hearing your words will resonate with a bunch of people. So I think it's important conversation to have. Yeah, here's hoping for sure. All right, Mr. Wright. Again, if you're out there, the DMs are open anyway. (laughs) Okay, that's all. Well, let's let's get out of here. (laughs) and we'll talk again soon sounds like a plan bye bye